All right. Hey, welcome back to Nobody Asked for This. I am Keaton. And I am Brandon. And this is the third episode of us talking about things that you literally did not ask us to talk about and you probably don't even care about, but we're going to give it to you anyway. So um, first topic today um, is uh, sustainability, um, uh, going green, Electric cars, what do we think about them? What do you think about electric cars and, and the whole car electric industry? What I think about electric <laughs> cars and the whole industry is, um, I think there's definitely pros and cons to it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that people overlook, I do feel like, is that they're powered by cobalt, and a lot of their cobalt comes from the mines in Congo, which are mined by children. That is a fact you can look up. Mm. Um, okay. So people do say that it is uh, more economically friendly and eco-friendly, <laughs> but it's also child labor yeah. and slavery and malnourishing workers are providing for the cobalt batteries. And that's like kind of a minute um, thing that I'm talking about. <laughs> but I do think it should be brought up. It should yeah. be spread around. Um, and, you know, carbon fuels and... You know, fossil fuels. I feel like we're gonna be okay if we if we don't don't keep. I understand Domino's is doing like their whole electric cars with their delivery system, which is good for them. They're trying to have that type of marketing with their um, regime of Domino's. There's Domino's everywhere. Can we talk about how many Domino's there are? There's Domino's every square mile. There's a Domino's in the Midwest, and it's kind of annoying. I like when Come and Goes right next door to Come and Go. <laughs> Yeah, just right off of Glenstone and they're literally and Seminole. There's just four quadrant of just come and go. Just at a stalemate, like at a Mexican standoff. They're all just shooting at each other. It's gonna be the better coming. We went down three seats. You went down three cents. What are you gonna do? We have buy one, get one Red Bulls. One of them was drinking a Red Bull. Electric cars. I am totally um on board with them. Like I I think that whatever, if there was an electric vehicle that was affordable right now and that had the same capabilities, like I have a truck, so if there was an electric truck with the same towing capabilities, same range, yada yada, it, more range would be better, honestly, though, um, then I would be on board with it because um, I think that you can argue... There is the argument that maybe it's going to be better for the environment. Right now, it isn't, right? You have the cobalt. You have how the heck do we even get our electricity right now? Fossil fuels. So how do we charge the dang thing? Fossil fuels. What we already use to charge our... The iterator is providing the power. It's a counterintuitive. So if we can figure out something else, however, how we can get electricity differently, which I'm always going towards nuclear energy. Um, and the reason that I go towards nuclear is because it's clean and because I like the Fallout video games. Um, <laughs> so Fallout video games um, uh, after World War II or, or one, I don't remember which one, whatever it goes, World War II. Um, World War II, instead of us like continuing the industrial revolution, we go towards a nuclear revolution and we, we compact it and it eventually like becomes this big. Um, and so everything's powered by nuclear. It's clean. It's, is it renewable or does it just last really long? Does it just last really long? I think it lasts forever. It lasts forever, right? Like those nuclear aircraft carriers are yeah. like 25 years or 50 years or something stupid. Yeah. Um, and so if we could harness that energy 
and then fuel the electric cars, I would be a lot more on board with it. If we could charge the electric cars while we drive, you know, but that's a lot of infrastructure that is not in place right now. And that's why I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy an electric car. I don't want to have to drive to, you know, Destin or something and have to then plan out my route and spend 30 minutes at a gas station or an hour or whatever. And I understand there's fast chargers, but what if all of them are taken? Or yeah, what, what if that rural, doesn't have yeah rural Midwest, right? And you pull up in West Plains or something like that. You're, you're not gonna no charger there. Sorry, you're not charger there. Um, and so like I totally get it. It's a, it's a an idea that is worth pursuing, but I think there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be in place before, you know, because like some of the states, right? Like uh, California and a couple other states are like by 2035. I think one of them was even 2030 that they would be completely electric cars. You could not buy, um, you know, only any new vehicle had to be electric, not a hybrid, electric. And unless their infrastructure, which I have not seen is the case, is just going on the rise and they're just popping up solar panels left and right. I don't think that that is feasible or reasonable. Yeah. Um, definitely not here, you know, no, that's not. but then you look into like Elon Musk's things. I love watching videos where he just drops like a bomb and, um, the interviewer is like, well, how do we get enough electricity? He's like, well, the whole Sahara desert, um, if we just covered the whole thing in solar panels, it would power the entire continent. And they're like, is that true? And he's like, mm-hmm. The Sahara Desert where nobody lives? Mm-hmm. Why don't they do it? Because of politics, because of money, because of the governments. They don't they don't want to do that. You know, then they don't have their fossil fuels. Then all the big buddies that supply their campaign money and all of their hidden behind the back door money, behind the alley money, um, then they don't get their their profit, right? Um, and so I don't know. There's a lot that has to happen for electric cars to be realistic. I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea, right? I think uh, there's definitely great things that could come out of it, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that would be put in place and for it to be executed. Same thing for 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 gas cars, right? Like yeah. gas wasn't instantly readily available when cars started using gas and started coming out, right? There was not a gas station on every corner, mm -hmm. yada yada. Um, now that was something that was more attainable, I think, because solar is newer, um, you know, any other alternate form of electricity seems, um, at least to my small brain, that it's going to require more infrastructure to be built because we're already, we're 100% fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, and it's not an easy switch. It's not a flip of the switch. It's not an overnight thing. Um, and so, uh, but Elon Musk, you know, kind of, um, he is an idea dude. He is somebody that just spits that crap out and keeps on going. He had PayPal. He's got um, Tesla. He's got his his Solar City. He's got um, his solar panels. He's got SpaceX. SpaceX. He's got Tesla. Um, and where is he trying to go to SpaceX, Brandon? Trying to Mars. Trying to go to Mars. Do you think he's gonna do it? Uh, in our lifetime, like, do you think we're going to see mm. him on Mars or like, a, uh, do you think we colonize? What is he trying? He's trying to do it by 2030, right? Something like that. have people on, uh, oh my gosh, my socks don't match. Um, did you want to have, um, uh, people on Mars by 2030? I think or that was 2035, 2030 or something. It's in the near future. Yeah. That is the goal. Um, um, that's an insane thing to happen. It takes what? Six months you to get in Mars, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's a one year round trip. Yeah, not including your time you would stay on the planet. Um, we've all seen The Martian. 
and and I hear it is pretty decently accurate. Amen, Damon, call us. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, yeah. Well, what would the purpose of it be to do research? It's scientific stuff, right? Um, like, is the true motive like Earth's gonna die? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Gonna implode, and we can't have sustainability because we're gonna end up in Mars. Um, I think what he's looking for is people to like move there. Yeah, to be there yeah. long term. <clears throat> I love, and that's the mindset you have to be in. Yeah, yeah. Like they're probably not coming back, no. right? Um, I love space. I've always loved space, but like I was not in the area. The generation that saw anybody go to the moon, you know, it's all been um, fiction that I've seen about moons, you know, movies, books, whatever, or or the past. Um, I was alive when they were still, um, when NASA was still sending people up, you know, regularly to ISS and stuff, but the space shuttles and everything. Yeah. But they are not doing that anymore. That was Obama. They stopped doing that, right? I believe so. They had blessed one with Obama. Um, but, uh, like, I love the idea of, like, a, a colony slash a base on the moon. Love the idea on Mars. My thing about either of those places, <clears throat> I don't see how they're alternate um, places for humans to reside and, like, the population survive with our current or even, like, 20 year from now technology because <clears throat> neither of those places have building materials. They're both rock or sand and yeah where does the metal come from <laughs> um but on a, a space trip but what, there. what about when your population grows do we just do you not let you know you can't have kids or there's like five kids a year or what does that look like you know you have to stay with what's already built or you know what i mean like gonna have to be a very um contained and it's going to have to be mission specific. It's yeah. going to have to be for a sole purpose of seeing if human life can be sustained on moon, the moon or Mars. Which cannot without supplies from Earth. It cannot. Like, um, and the supplies, you know, supply shipments would take a long time in between mm -hmm. um, when they would arrive. Unless we figure out how to make food out of nothing. Or out of water or whatever, like Star Trek, you know. Well, they they have they have astronaut food that you can it's yeah, but like hydrated, but but like you know, say Earth just blew up or something, uh -huh. you know, and like their food, we we can't send them food food supplies. Yeah, right. So right, yeah. you have to have food. You know, I, we know how to recycle oxygen, I think, or something right now, or or at least for a long period of time, we know how to recycle water. Um, Food though, and then my thing is building supplies. What are you going to do when your population can't fit in the little habitat anymore? You know, or yeah, I don't know. Or like you know, if if it is you know a backup Earth, um, and they're putting people and there's a hundred people there, there's two hundred people there, but like, how are they building space to live? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And how are you going to be able to control what goes on up there? How are you gonna be able to stop? Is it his own thing up there? Is it the United States? Is it NASA? Is it United Nations? What is it? Because I know for a fact it's gonna be really hard to work with other nations up there. Um, as you can yep. see in the world right now, it's gonna be very difficult to have the same mission and the same mm -hmm. um, kind of goal together without any type of corruption. There's language barriers, um, but the best way to, for this whole thing to happen is to work together. Yeah, uh, which is gonna be. Hell or high water, yeah, for that to occur. What happens if somebody goes AWOL out there? They're six months away, yeah, right. Um, I think of the uh, 
It ain't. For All Mankind is a TV show on Apple. I love it. It is an alternate history that if the Russians beat the United States to the moon, and then um, the U.S. and Russia gets a moon base, and then the next season they go to Mars and all this stuff. Um, but, like, they're, they're, like, hours and days away from communication even reaching them, right? So, like, it's not a, uh, hey, Mom, how are you? It's a, hey, Mom, how are you? And then days or hours later she gets the message even. So it's there's not instant communication. It's just a whole whopping heap of problems that I'm glad that I don't have to deal with. Some really smart guy at NASA is dealing with it and at SpaceX and, and all the other ones, right? Yeah. Um, but that is something, cooperation. Why um, is, I've always thought like SpaceX and Richard Branson, you know, and some of those, the and, and Blue Origin, Amazon, you know, like why are they not just all teaming up, you know, mm -hmm. you guys are uber rich already, you know, surely you're not in it to get richer. So <laughs> why are you not just teaming up and figuring out the best, fastest, safest way to make this stuff happen? You know, they all surely have something the other ones don't have. That's a great, you know, because we know the United States isn't going to team up with China and Russia and, and whoever else has space programs, European and stuff. Um, I think all those places work with NASA and yeah, yeah. work together on the same goals. Yeah. Um, but the, the question is, do that each of those organizations have the same goals? Yeah. Um, does Blue Origin or does um, Virgin Galactic have the same goals mm -hmm. to go to Mars by 2030? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Virgin Galactic's uh, like... Tourism, yeah, they're for tourism. Yeah, I don't even know what Bezos is in the game. I don't. I know. Is he just trying to send a bunch of packages up to the internet? Got a release for laser him down even faster. Beat that gonna... fine deal. <laughs> you said two days. We got fourteen hours. Boom. Well, it's when the astronauts need stuff. They call oh. it hold on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's gonna try to intergalactic <laughs> control the trade federation. Um, I yeah, he's just got a horribly shaped spaceship, is what he has. Um, yeah, who would design that? I was like, oh, hey. Hey, boss, I don't think we should do this. There are so many things in the world that I'm like, how did this make it through 400 peoples of approval? Because, you know, you know, it was beneath those 400 emails. You're like, ah, sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. And then that's what happens. You get a spaceship like that. There was something on Elon's, um, oh, I can't remember what his actual spacecraft that sits on the top of the rockets is called, Dragon or something. Um, but there was something in the design that he was in an interview, and they were like, so does do these little flares off of it, does that, what does that help with? He's like, oh, nothing, just yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but um, anyways, we're going to take this time, step back. I'm going to step back and give Brandon some um, uh, time to talk to you about all of the states that he dislikes or hates. Um, so enjoy this. So the reason or the thought behind this is from my personal experience with each of these states. Um, it is not a global thing that I have across the board with them. It's all individual um, things that I hate about each of these states. Um, I'm not going to go into why because we don't have enough time for that. But I'll just name off the ones <laughs> just name I them really off. don't like. So and this is in no particular order. We got Mississippi, we got West Virginia, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois. What else we got? California. California, that's a big one. Um, and then I think Alabama, or in Mississippi. I'm from Mississippi twice. You said Mississippi twice. He said it. Mississippi twice. How much do you not like that state? Okay, go into why you don't like Mississippi. 
in in uh, sensitive and not um, uh, rude way. So the reason I don't like Mississippi <laughs> is because <laughs> so the whole state smells to me. Every time I go to Mississippi, it stinks. <laughs> um, it stinks completely and theoretically because there's no there's no reason you would go to Mississippi. Name name. Name one tourist attraction that's in Mississippi. Hey, we got Florida. Florida. You drive through Mississippi, you get to Florida. No, exactly. <laughs> you have no professional sports. You don't have any professional sports. Um, you also have some of the bottom edge of the education system. Um, I believe they also have the least amount of people that graduate high school. Mm. Um, there's just a whole lot of problems in Mississippi, and I don't like Mississippi. Um, if you do live there, you must have one of the best immune systems in the <laughs> We need to study you. <laughs> yeah, we need to study because you're a specimen. Um, the reason I don't like Illinois, um, I'm part of the people coming out. Yeah, I know. We we. I'm sorry about the people that like that have the mafia, the, the Mississippi mafia. Um, I don't like any of the sports teams in Illinois, mainly because I am from St. Louis, so I legally have to say that <laughs> legally. Um, you. also like you, know, the taxes in Illinois is insane. It's ridiculous how much they're taxed. I went to Chicago. I went through fifteen. You say Chicago? 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 Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Brandon, uh, okay, if you don't live where we live and don't know us, I'm from Springfield, Missouri, southwest Missouri. People literally come to Springfield, Missouri, uh, journalists, my wife says, journalists, to study our uh, accent. I don't have, like, an even accent. But it's, because it's, like, Midwestern in the middle. It's not too south. It's not too north. It's not on the coasts. Um, and then Brandon lives is from St. Louis, and... He just a couple of things he says that I go. Mm. He says orange, okay. He says Florida. I forty fire. I forty forty. I forty But anyways, Illinois, Chicago. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to waste my time in Illinois anymore. Yeah. Um, I will say Iowa is a great value version of Missouri. Uh, I I like Iowa. But I would rather be in Missouri. Yeah, it's a great value right? for it's a raisin yeah. brand in Missouri. Yeah. That's um, what it is. I feel bad when everybody sleeps on the Midwest states. We have a lot of great things, don't we? We have good values. We have um I think it's just it's like we're we're not crazy. We're not California. We're not Texas with our hats and everything's bigger and, and we're not New York. We're just like it's just a good state to live in. You know, we're not too crazy, we're not too stupid. Um, and I have never been to a state and people like, you know, I have friends that are like, oh, I, I want to move here. I've never been to another state where I'm like, oh, I really want to move there. I have places that I really, really like, yeah. but then I come home and I'm like, this place is, um, it's calm. It's, um, you know, not crazy. We've got a good mix of people. Um, and we all sound normal. Um, but yeah. And we have pretty cheap real estate in comparison to the rest it's of a country. very livable state yeah if we want to get realistic it's a livable state now the weather is something you're just gonna have to you know buck up or leave them or you know yeah i don't know what that saying is i, I butchered it but um the yeah, weather is get pretty cold, get hot it's pretty bad they say we have a saying here in the midwest mm -hmm. you know with the weather just wait 30 minutes yep and it's true it could I be snowing and then it could be sunny or raining I love um, the very very stereotypical thing of it wouldn't be so bad without the humidity because everybody says it. And we're like, it's true. It wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't so humid or wouldn't be so bad without the wind. 
Like it's really cold. It wouldn't be so bad without the wind. Yeah. Or yes, when it's it raining, you're like, wow, it's really pouring down. It's really coming down. Oh, oh, oh we needed this. Yeah, we yeah. needed this. We needed dry lately. <laughs> Man, if you are from one of those states that I mentioned, I want you to comment below. Let us know. Let us know what is good about your state. Yeah. Because I want you to defend your state. We for sure are biased for Missouri, but there are good things in every state. Even there is something. Mississippi. There's something. Um, And there's probably things that you love, but there's also probably things that you don't love about your state. Like, I don't know what I don't love about Missouri. Um, the weather. <laughs> the weather. Now, I want all the seasons, but... We don't have any seasons here. Yeah. It, we don't have two. Um, summer or hot. And winter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now when it's winter, I'm ready for summer. And when it's summer, I'm like, I want- It's like that passenger song, you know? You only miss the sun when it starts to snow. I've never heard of it. you never heard of Let Her Go? Who's passenger? Oh, Let Her Go? Yeah. I don't know that. Like passenger. Yeah. I yeah, it's know. just like, you know, you may only miss something when you don't have it. I should play it right here. We probably get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put the lyrics on the screen. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're from any of the states, if you're from Mississippi, if you're from Arkansas, if you're from Iowa, if you're from West Virginia, if you're from Kentucky, if you're from Illinois or even California, defend your state. And I will I will debate you about it. No one's going to watch this. So no, it's going to be. I will say this. Um, Arkansas. I think Arkansas is overrated. It's a pretty state. It's a pretty state. Um you know, Northwest Arkansas, the Bentonville area, you know, you can't argue that it's really great. Um, but besides that, I don't like Arkansas all that much. And I have a lot of people that I know in Arkansas, and so that's why I'm hesitant. There's, there's good people. Why does this thing move? I just think that it's a very pretty state to go to. There's a lot of beautiful things to go and see. I've met most people in Arkansas I met have been really nice. Oh, yeah. But you can't drive in that state. It's impossible. You cannot put cruise control on and no. Always you going exactly. Yeah. Um, is like that too, though. Yeah, it's Southwest like, Missouri. Yeah, you know, if you're in if you're from Central Missouri or if you're East or Northern Missouri, it's not that bad. Yeah. But there's you know, like I said, there's things about everybody's state that they don't like. Yeah, and I think a lot of those things are probably due to the and again. Getting political to the people that we're putting in power, right? Um, and something that I, we, uh, before we were filming this, we're kind of talking about was um, the lack of faith that we have in our political system um, nowadays. And I think it's at an all time high. Um, now, you know, Brandon and I are very old and we have um, semi educated opinions, but I think it's at an all time high of how little. Um, the population trusts the government and it's the people that we put there, but it's so hard because all of them make really awesome promises and they say really great things and then they get there and they don't do any of it. Right. Um, and it's just kind of crazy because we're looking at, okay, we can't trust these people. We can't trust those people. Well, how do I even know I can trust people that, you know, that I put there? Um, and so maybe some of the stuff that you don't like in your state are because of that. Um, because I think so many of our elected officials are out of reach, out of touch. Um, and you look at some of those states that like you listed, um, that are just bonkers, you know? Um, and stuff in our state is bonkers too sometimes, you know? Um, but, um, that faith for me, I don't trust any of it anymore. Like, I don't trust any of the stuff that CNN says. I don't trust any of the stuff that Fox News says just because it's everybody is so skewed 
and biased now, you know. Um, Are any of those, the people's states that they live in, are they happy with their governors? Would you say that most people are happy with their governor? Maybe in Florida. With Florida, I'm putting it up there. Um, Yeah, I mean... I can't speak for them, so I don't know. I am... I don't follow Missouri politics that much, but in general, I'm probably happy with Mike Parson. I think so. I also know people that very much don't like him. Yeah. Um, and they're not always on the opposite side of the political aisle as me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> so I don't know. It's hard to once I step back sometimes and I'm like, it's hard to be mad at these people because like if we have if I if we have two senators, our two senators versus the other ninety eight cannot run the show. You know? Um, so it's like I can't personally hold ex-senator responsible for all the things going wrong in the country right now or in our state or whatever because it's them versus 98 other people you know yeah and and that's if they are for my uh views in the first place you know um it's none of it's black and white but i do think that we're in a rougher position than we probably have been in um we're just in a way different world than it used to be you know i think media has to do a lot with that as well the media controls how we look at everything. Yep. Um, and that's scary because they can take in information and then spin it another way. And that is literally how everybody's going to hear about it or how they're going to think about it, you know, um, depending on whichever news station they look at. You know, um, uh, you know, CNN can take something. Fox News can take something, the same information in, and they can both spin it two different ways. And, and they're completely different stories, you know. Um, which is not a good thing because, um, whether you're on this side or that side, you can take a step back and look at that and be like, that's not good. Right. I don't want skewed information my way. I don't want skewed information the other way. I would just rather have the information and make up my own thoughts and opinions about it, you know? Um, but a lot of people are lazy. They don't want to do that. They just want to consume. Right. And, uh, be told what they want to be told and um, hear what they want to hear. Um, and then we're in a rough place, I think. Well, if you think about it, the same media conglomerate owns all of those outlets. Yeah. So they kind of control what goes out and what's put out and what the script is. Oh, have you seen that video? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's this video. You can look it up. You probably just look up like um, same same uh news from the all these organizations yeah there's um this uh video of like of this newscaster and they're saying this thing and then this other newscaster pops up on the screen and they're saying the exact same sentence at the same time and this other one and this other one and the whole screen fills of like a hundred newscasters all different stations all whatever saying the exact same sentence you know um that is scary um because you're that is totally totally um not indoctrination what word am i thinking of propaganda you know yeah like the, they're just there's a not the exact same message, right they're telling us what they want us to hear you can look at a lot of the um, news outlets that are within local areas and you look at the stories and you see who wrote the stories that same person part of the stories for seven different news outlets 
go. So yeah. that's something to keep your eye out for, just so you can understand how how big this monopoly is. You having a problem with that? Yeah, I am having a problem with it. Oh my gosh, the stupid thing. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, do your own research. Yes. Figure out your own stuff. Don't take in the information that everybody gives you um, as fact. Um, that's something that I have definitely learned over the past year. You want to form your own opinions. In a non-political situation, like you cannot just trust whatever that person says out of their mouth that it's yeah. fact. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. This takes yeah. us to, we'll, you know, do a different segment here, which is another would you rather segment. Would you rather. So if you were on an island and you were stranded and you just so happened to have... What political figure would you want with you? No. <laughs> well, what? You happen to have a you know a DVD player and a TV, and it just works. What kind of TV is it? It was just, it's a solar it's an old it, box. It's TV? a solar powered TV. Oh, okay, it's fancy. Yeah, because you don't have any outlets. Oh, you know, on island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you just have this wind up generator. You just wind it up with. Yep, and so you are only allowed to bring one movie series with you. And you have to watch it until you either get rescued years down the road or until you die or get eaten by a shark. Which one is it going to be? Are the shark sharks walking around on the island or are you going out into the water and they're getting you? Well, it just depends. This this makes uh, this uh, informs on my uh, movie of choice. Okay, well, the sharks, the only way the sharks can get you is if you go out in the water. Oh, okay, okay. They don't walk around. But there are alligators on the island, though. Oh, crap. Okay, alligators on the island. All right, I'm choosing Star Wars. Um, and I'm not choosing something fun to be interesting. I'm choosing Star Wars because it's my legitimate opinion. I am choosing Star Wars. I will take all nine movies, and I will not watch episode eight. Um, and, and that's what I am bringing, and I will watch it every day. Not every day, but I, I will enjoy it every time I watch them. Would you bring Rogue One in place of eight? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I take Han Solo if, if whoever this person is that's giving me the movies. I take Han Solo, too. Jolly. Or whatever, yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to grab probably Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings? Really? Wait, uh, director's cut? Or... Yeah, for sure. I have so much time <laughs> in my hands. I might as well just watch the whole thing. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I would take Star Wars. Um, I love that. That sounds Wait, wait. Would you watch them? Would you watch them four, five, six? No, 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 no. No. What would you do? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, it's, it's, seven. it's, it's, um, sequential in their number and their episode order is how I watch them. And I will argue that with anybody that wants to argue it with that's me. What, that's how I showed my wife Star Wars. She that's that's how I showed my best friend. Um, the, 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 the four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine does not make sense, okay? Why would you watch something out of order? Why would you... I don't care that they were made in that order. I am fully aware that they were made in that order, but why would you watch four, five, six, and then go, oh, hey, we're going to go back 20 years and watch one, two, three now. Now we're going to skip 40 years and watch seven, eight, nine. That is the stupidest crap anybody could ever come up with, and I will argue anybody on the internet to the day I die about that. I, I That gets me so fired up. I'm like, that's just the stupidest thing to watch four, five, six, and then be like, oh, we're going to go back 20 years, and, and all this stuff is now going to... Why don't we just watch it through and it all makes sense? I mean, it would be confusing if you someone's never seen Star Wars before and you just start with episode four and then you see Darth Vader just pulling up and just... Yeah. Yeah. Capping all of these yeah. random dudes that have cone eggheads. It just... That wouldn't make any sense. When you... But the Star Wars episode one wouldn't make any sense. Like, okay, there's a bunch of Jedi that are going to pull up to this trade federation. Yes. Yeah. Um. You... 
uh, if you watch one, two, three, you know, the prequels before the originals, you set up Darth Vader as this really great character. And if you do not set him up that way, sure, he can stand alone and just be a bad guy, right? But you don't get all the emotional stuff with his backstory with him starting yeah. out on Tatooine. You don't get Luke then living on Tatooine. You don't get his family. You don't get, um, you know, the the connection with uh, Princess Leia's family. You don't get the connection with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. You miss all of that backstory that George Lucas went back and created for us um, if you don't do that. Now, you can totally watch 4, 5, and 6 by themselves. You can totally watch 1, 2, 3 by themselves. But if you watch them 1 to 6, then you're really getting the full story. We don't even need to talk about 7, 8, and 9. Definitely not 8. It's like the redhead stepchild. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't add anything to anything. Um, it really just destroys everything that 1 through 6 built. But um, we always get on Star Wars, and I love it. But I am I will strangle somebody. Um yeah, that, that's me thoughts on that. <laughs> I guess like I said, comment down below and fight me. I dare you. I guess it would make sense if you said, would you watch The Hobbit before Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, right? You know, Why would you watch The Fellowship of the Ring first and then go back and, and see Bilbo's Bilbo's story? Now, yeah. I will say, if you watch you know, those movies before, I guess the prequel, it's kind of cool to see and have those nostalgic moments. Yes, yes. But for a, a virgin viewer... That has never seen any of it before. Does it not make sense, you know, to flow through the whole thing? Um, Would you have someone watch Fantastic Beasts before Harry Potter one? No, because those are just that's they're garbage, 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 garbage. You okay? So used to um, before I think the film industry got so big on itself you didn't have actor actress changes you know yeah. um and now we have these worlds that are like all in the same universe and so um before if you had different actors and stuff it was its own separate thing so think of like the batman movies you have michael keaton you have val kilmer um then you have yeah. Josh clooney right um those are kind of in the same universe but also their own individual things they don't really build on each other besides the george clooney ones um <laughs> So bad. Nipple Batman. <laughs> bat card. The bat credit card. Um, what was I talking about? You were talking about actor and actress changes before we went on. Oh, yeah. And so now we're in uh, modern day and you have Fantastic Beasts that literally could not keep the same actor for Grindelwald through all three movies. You had... You got canceled. You got canceled. I know. Well, but the first one was... Uh, Oh, it was who played Penguin in, in The Batman. What, who You you like him. Um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was Grindelwald. And then um, uh, Johnny Depp was Grindelwald. And then Lars Mikkelsen, or whatever his name is, yes. um, was Grindelwald. Warner Bros. has a huge problem with starting things up. They have a big problem. <laughs> um, it's... So anyways, back in the day, it wasn't as big of a deal. Now when you have these universes, it's such a weird thing. And, and I... And not like a big Harry Potter fan. No. And yeah. I didn't understand any of the Fantastic Beasts stuff. You know, I didn't read it. I didn't. I didn't have a, I've seen the first one. I watched all three. I don't remember. Just for fun. Um, But it really took me out of it as a viewer to uh, see the three different actors. Yeah. Um, now, everything else stayed the same with the actors. But um, that was just like, you know, it, it, it messed up the experience for me without the cohesiveness, especially seeing the characters interact with Grindelwald and it'd be a different person. Like, yeah. It kind of just takes you out of it. It's not, you know, this 
big cinematic thing to me anymore. Um, and I don't know how we got on that, but look, I just I wanted to get a rise out of you. Just wanted to get a rise. Out. I was happy with oh the Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah, we watch Harry Potter. Um, yeah, you wouldn't watch Phantom of the Beast first because it sucks. Um, I mean, really, they just aren't good movies. Jude Law as Dumbledore was cool though. Yes. Um, yeah, and then I watched them again when I was really sick, like two years ago. It was December, and it was like a week of like being sick in the basement, just like watching movies, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I'm watching movies that I wouldn't normally watch. Um, you know, like I watched all the Transformers through. And that's not something that I want to sit down and just like always enjoy. Um, that's impressive. And I was falling asleep in the Fantastic Beasts movies because they just weren't good. Not because I was sick, because they weren't good. J.K. Rowling, um, that's her, right? Yeah, yeah. Cash cow, cash cow. Um, but you know, her, she is somebody um, that rose to fame and that is now just getting beat to death. Doesn't she also like change the the canon of the characters? She's like, uh, this she like goes back and talks about any of the characters and. Who they are. She's one of those people that, like, can't let it rest, I think. Like, she goes yeah. and talks about, well, I meant this or that. And, like, just leave it alone. You wrote it. It became a thing. Yeah. Um. Now, I feel bad for her because um, you can't be in the spotlight anymore and and share your opinion and um, not have somebody mad at you. Um. You know, she shared, um, and I don't even know what she shared. I, I think that she just wasn't, uh, like, for um you know gay rights and stuff um i don't think she was and again this probably isn't right but i don't think that she was like against it like oh you know but maybe she wasn't just for it and she's just been put up on the stake time and time again now i do think that she has said more things like if i was somebody in a place of not influence but you know people listen to the stuff you say and whatever i really think that i'd be like i need to keep my personal stuff to myself this is my job right yeah my job right now i don't really push my public views you don't push your personal views on your job you know um and then you can have your private views in your private life yeah um but then you can also say like oh well if i have a platform i need to push for the things that i believe in Yes, but then you have to be okay with the consequences of you as a private person using your pl- platform that you built with your job to then get critique yeah. and and people that don't agree with you and then the consequences of that. It would be the same thing, I think, that if you had a job and then went publicly out and said this, this, and this, and then somebody reported to your employer this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, if they were then, you know, if you lived in a state that you could fire somebody for no reason, like Missouri um then then that's the consequence yeah. of doing that right um anyways just kind of feel bad for her because i'm sure um it wasn't something that you want to make this big ordeal it's just a private opinion that you have um that maybe she shouldn't share um and there's a lot of you know stars that i'm like just keep that to yourself yeah positive or negative whatever just keep it to yourself like that's not what i watch you for that's not what i follow you for that's not what i whatever you know, um, it's a hot topic. And, it is a hot topic. You know, um, but if you are in the limelight, you have to deal with the consequences, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I've recently said, if I was ever famous and like, you know, a movie star, or musician or whatever, I would stay in two or three years, get my 20 mil, 50 mil, 100 mil and get out of there. You would never see me again. I am moving 
to somewhere in the middle of the nowhere and build a nice house and having kids and you will never see me again. It'll be like the 30 years from now, spotted Keaton Garrett. We thought he was dead, whatever, you know? Oh, he's living his life out of the line. I would just get out of there. And I don't know why they don't, but. Like Ringo Starr. Yeah, yeah. You know, just get out of the crap that it is. Um, and they're not going to care after a month. No. Nah. be in the news a week or two. It's all about relevancy. If you're not relevant, you're not going to be on the front page of anything. So you just kind of got to be that gray man. Gray man tactical. Yeah, you just got to out of his face. That's an Instagram page. Check it out. Oh. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> that was. Anyway, yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> you just got to, you know, not be a huge target on your back and just, just, you know, do your thing, get your paycheck and move on. And It's a job. Live your life quietly. Yeah. As we're posting a podcast on the internet. Uh, with our public, business. with our private and personal opinions. Yeah. yeah. But hey, thank you for tuning in to episode three of Nobody Asked For This, where we talk about things that you did Never not ask for. ask for. You probably don't care about, but this is episode three. Um, and look out for episode four coming soon. Yeah. Thank you. See ya.